0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. And this is Kathy Kruger. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary sponsored by Local Rotarians, your friends that are dedicated to service. Welcome, Kathy Kruger. <laughs> and
1: welcome back, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've missed you. I've been on vacation. <laughs> so
1: if I if I struggle a little on in the show, I just warning our listeners, you know why. But each week we do chat with our neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. That's exactly right, Kathy. And today, today we're yeah.
0: very excited to welcome David Rocco to the Radio Rotary Studios. And apparently he has a lot of friends in this building. I was running all around downstairs looking for him. <laughs> famous guy. (laughs) His pals are all here. So David, welcome to Radio Rotary.
2: It's great to be here. Thank you for allowing me to be here today.
0: And we are chatting about a book, your work, your passions, your everything. Where do you want to start? Uh, my Beacon. involvement
2: got started with the walkway over the Hudson Project back in uh, November 2001. I had been a carpenter with the New York City Housing Authority. I got hurt on the job, and then I had to figure out something to do. I was a young guy, so I found out about this great concept to take this old railroad, abandoned railroad bridge, and the possibility to turn into a multi-use trailway. And I said, let me get involved, and got involved uh, up until the uh, turning point in the project, 2007, 2008. Uh, grand opening, and then uh, now we're on the verge of a 10th anniversary coming up this Can October. Can you believe I it? I can't
0: believe it. Yeah. I mean, uh, shout out, you must, of course, you know Fred. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. I mean, yep. yep. He, uh, w- I mean, driving force, and a lot with a lot of good
1: people like yourself, David. Um, and and a shout out, Jonah did the first wedding ceremony um, that was on the bridge. And Jonah Triboser is yes. the
0: our regular uh, co-host, co-host here yeah. at yep. Radio Rotary. So yeah, uh, yeah he did. He mm-hmm. also does. He's a justice of the peace. All right. So yeah. he performed uh, yep. somebody's nuptials. My neighbors. Uh,
1: your neighbors? <laughs> My neighbors,
0: yep. Do you remember he was supposed to marry me and he, the baby came? His grandson, his his first grandchild, Mm -hmm. and he called me from the road and said, the baby came early. This was like Wednesday. We were getting married on Saturday. Well,
1: now he's uh, watching his (laughs) second grandchild. Yes. So that's why he's he's not here today. That's why he's not here. He's very much into the
0: grandparent business Mm -hmm. these days. But anyway, so we're back here with David Rocco talking about, well, just just you're just everywhere, David. <laughs> so we did want to talk about the beacon yes. stuff, right? The Mount Beacon, Mount yes. Beacon. Okay, Kathy, you take it away. Yeah,
1: tell us about what you're doing. I know you're having a lot of programs. You're doing some fundraisers um, for the the two. Tell us about the two crashes and that what you're doing to honor.
2: Well, there were two plane crashes on Mount Beacon. The Mm -hmm. first one was in 1935, where two men were killed. They were reservists on their way back from Albany Airport to their base in Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn. Uh, They actually passed Beacon and Fishkill. They were over Peekskill. For whatever reason, the pilot made a turn, came back, flew over the casino... And there were dancers there that night, and they crashed on the uh, ledge overlooking Route 9 near the quarry and behind mm. where McDonald's is, uh, north of the reservoir. So they uh, were 28 and 27. Ten years later, another plane crash occurred. Of all days, November 11, Ooh. 1945. Oh,
1: yeah. Veterans Day. That, right. Then
2: it yeah. was Armistice Day. Oh, the, okay.
1: I'm sorry. Armistice Day, yeah.
2: So one of the okay. six, I found out, was a Navy legend by the name of Dixie Kiefer. So as I'm going through all these books and newspaper accounts... And, and obviously you're internet, a history
0: buff. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It was just like uh, you know, from the historic walkway to the historic Mount Beacon fire tower project. Now to this, because I got into this when somebody said at the end of the ceremony, the day of the uh, fire tower ceremony, to say thanks for this great work. Now, you know anything about a plane crash in Mount Beacon? I said, What do you know about it? I don't know anything about it. Uh. So, thanks for the internet. One thing led to another during my search. I found out about the first plane crash in '45. That's when I found out about the second one in '35.
0: And then, then you started this book.
2: Well, my first goal was to reach out to the people that actually tried to honor the the men in 45, because nobody knew about the men in 35. Okay. And Um. they had a hike for the uh, 65th anniversary. So I reached out to Dr. Bill Stoffer, who's a dentist here at the Downstate Correctional Facility, to ask him, look, I'd like to get a 70th anniversary ceremony going. Would you like to be a part of it? So absolutely, let's Mm. work together. So then the goal was to raise money, to put a plaque at the site. right? So
0: you the, wanted to... Count, co- to Honor to, these uh, men. Exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. There you go.
2: And I was able to find out all the men, who they were, the ages, exactly where they came from, with the help of Senator Joe Brand's office. They got I me mean, the personnel records of really? all six men. And then the two additional men later on from the 35 crash. So you really got a feel of who everybody was, how tall they were, were you know, their weight, whatever. The color of their eyes. So there was... a Somewhat of a face to each person. Each person yeah. So I actually, uh, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but uh, at that point, uh, we had a hike on the seventh anniversary, uh, brought about 45, 50 people up there as well. Uh, several months later, November, the actual couple of days after the anniversary, we had a ceremony at the town of Fishgills Veterans Park, which is right here in Route 52. It's right down the road, road
0: from the studios.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful park. So... At that time, the town supervisor, Bob Lacoe said, look, let's kind of work together in a way to honor these men. So then I got help from Bob Murphy, the uh, historian from the city of Beacon, and he told me about the 35 crash. So now... Instead of being friends of the Mount Beacon Six, we became friends of the Mount Beacon Eight.
0: There you go. Okay. And we're going to learn more about that in our next segment. And then what led uh, David Rocco um, and his uh, co-author, Don Keith, they put together, they wrote a book, The Indestructible Man. And we're going to find out more about that in just a few minutes. But first, I'd be remiss if I didn't Thank and honor our sponsors, right? The producer is looking right at me. Get on it, she says. (laughs) Um, Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown, Sunrise, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. And we'll be right back with more of Radio Rotary. Rotary right after these important messages.
3: Hi, I'm Rotarian
4: Adam Kane for Poughkeepsie Nissan. From the economical Nissan Versa to the luxurious Nissan Armada to the exciting all-new electric Nissan Leaf, we have the right car for you. Come see our wide selection of new and previously owned vehicles at Poughkeepsie Nissan. Route 9 in Wappingers Falls and visit us at PoughkeepsieNissan.com or call me direct Adam Kane at 866- 703- Two eight eight. That's 866-703-2288. Poughkeepsie Nissan. Lower prices and higher standards.
3: This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America and the Mark Agency MHA is merging with the Mark Agency so whether you struggle with addiction or your mental wellness, we can be your first stop. MHA and Mark where anyone can get access to the full spectrum of mental health and addiction services without having to jump through unnecessary hoops MHA Duchess and the Mark Agency. Contact us at 473-2500 or check us out on the web at mhaduchess.org. You are not alone.
0: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater, and welcome back once again to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by our producer sitting in for Jonah. So, Kathy, thank you again for pitch hitting for Jonah, who's on Jonah Trebasser, our co-host on vacation. He, he's on babysitting duty. Yes,
1: he is. <laughs> he's definitely We're in the on babysitting. babysitting duty, and he's in the babysitting business. But he brought our our new guest to us here, David Rocco. So we are real excited. We're he, very excited. Very because excited. Jonah
0: is a history buff too, mm-hmm. and David Rocco is he's a photo historian of the Hudson Valley. Um, He's got an exhibit up now, don't you? It's up now. Yes, at the uh,
2: White Plains Library.
0: White Plains Library. And he is co-authored a book called The Indestructible Man um, that he co-authored with Don Keith. And um, I guess you can get it on Amazon. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, And it's full of... Well, you tell us. Tell us what
2: the book is about. Well, the most important thing I found out uh, that was important to me was the seven men that were unknown in those two plane crashes. Because the lead in our book, we couldn't deny that he deserved what. He- the accolades that he received because he was just a large-and-life large American hero. And okay.
0: you're talking about whom?
2: Dixie Kiefer. Right.
0: Okay. And, and this who, is the crash at Mount Beacon. And Mount right. Beacon is right. where okay. the, the site of two, two, not one, but two...
2: two. Yep. Navy plane crashes.
0: Navy plane crashes that pretty much kind of flew under the radar as far, as far as knowledge of what really went down.
2: Yes, for most people today, but for people back in the day, most let's face it, it's uh, 84 years ago since mm-hmm. the 35 crash and uh, 74 years ago since the uh, 45 crash. There aren't too many people around that remember either one. And if it did, then maybe they forgot about it. But the younger generations uh, don't know anything right, about it. Right,
1: and we should know about it.
2: And uh, a lot of people, that's the cool thing. I get a lot of people walking up to me. I do these PowerPoint presentations about the book, about the plane crash thank you very much for bringing this to our attention we need to know more about this
0: it's right here in our community backyard yeah. basically
2: and there are pieces of both planes still there to this day really so, so yes. yes so that's what when somebody brought me up there back in uh, the fall of October 2014 several months after we had the grand opening ceremony of the fire tower once I saw the pieces of the record still there I said we have to do something about this uh, it, it's just like these were s- six men at that time who served their country that were totally forgotten about as, you know, maybe it was a cut out New York Times article behind uh, plastic glass, nailed to the tree from the New York Times article Monday, uh, November 12th. So that was mm. one piece of recognition. But Dixie Kiefer got all the accolades, the headlines. My goal at the time was to bring recognition to the other five guys. Mm-hmm. Then two years later, when I found out about the first plane crash... Well actually the second plane crash those two guys that's why I wanted to make sure the other seven men got some Were sort recognized, of recognition recognized,
0: yeah. So how long have, have have you been working on all this how long how long did it take to get to the book from the first you know, discovery to, for yourself, finding out, and your research and everything.
2: I would say my birthday, October thirty first, uh, okay. two thousand fourteen.
1: Halloween pump, maybe. Pumpkin, baby, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was born around ten forty five at night. My mother, being Irish Catholic, said, "Please, Lord, another hour and fifteen minutes, make it all Saint's Day." <laughs> there okay,
0: you go. all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. But um, so what I did was I became friends with Dr. Bill Steffy. We worked together on this, and then would help the internet the help of great historians uh the libraries the um the newspaper pe- people everybody seemed to be really willing to help out mm-hmm. reached out to the hometowns of all these men and those historical societies were helpful as well and uh it was just it was just like snowballers kept getting bigger and bigger and or the other way the onion kept peeling and get more involved and another the connection would pop up and it's just i you know, I wrote it yeah. for wherever it was going to take me. So I got to the point where somebody had said to me, you know, you have so much material. Why don't you write a book? Now, I'm intelligent enough to write a book, but I'm not a writer. I'm a carpenter, cabinet maker by trade. And now I'm into the fundraiser and the not-for-profit world.
0: And you're a photographer. And, yeah, and big, a photographer. You're a photo, you're a photo historian, yes. basically. The Hudson
1: Valley. Yeah, it's yep. doing beautiful. But
2: I knew this, this opportunity was going to happen. I wanted to put in the hands of somebody that could write well. So I came across two books at a BJ's in Yorktown, where I live. And one was called Undersea Warrior. The other was called The Ship That Wins Die, written by Don uh, So I read through his book. And in the office notes, he wrote in the back, um, if you have a story or ideas that have been written about before, You know, contact me. We discuss a possible project. Perfect.
0: Hmm. Okay, and that book is entitled The Instructible Man, Indestructible, Indestructible Man, yes. and it's the true story of World War II hero Captain Dixie um, by Don Keith and David Rocco, David Rocco, who is our guest, and it is on um, EP Press or Aaron Press, and um, you can also, of course, get it where a lot of people download books and- uh,
2: Kindle, Amazon. Amazon, mm-hmm.
0: et cetera, or- Maybe they have it at the local library. There you go. I'll have to. I'm.
2: You're gonna check that. I'll out, I'll check right, out Kathy? with our Pleasant Valley Pleasant library.
0: Yeah, the little library that
2: could. That's, That's right. Because sure.
1: we're collecting books now. So yes.
2: When Dixie Kiva. Without going to all details, he was given an award at Rockefeller Center in the spring of 1945 okay. by, the, by the Secretary of the Navy, James Forrestal. James Forrestal is from Beacon, New York. There's an elementary school named after him in Beacon. So when he was reading the fact that he survived World War I, all these incidents in World War Art. II, he turned around and said to him, you're the indestructible man. So that's how we there. Oh, that's now. how you I got,
0: got the title. title.
2: Okay. So,
1: we, yeah. we, we we do this too much, Santa, Sarah. You know? <laughs> we've
0: been working together for almost ten years. But I
1: wanted to ask you a question too because we've got this picture in front of us about Lost in the Woods, where you have the two plaques for where the the planes went down. Right. And but you've also got another plaque, correct, so that people don't have to walk up to, the, up the mountain.
2: Right. Well, right. what we did was we raised money starting back in 2015 to put up a historical market at each crash, crash site. site. Those right. are the signs that you see along the highways Okay. to list the men's names, their ages, and basically where they were coming from and going to. So that's when town supervisor uh, Bob Licole said to me, look, now everybody can climb up 1,100 feet right. and 1,500 feet. And bring me back to the 1,100 feet because that's important. Okay. And he said, put a plaque in our... Beautiful Veterans Park on Route 52, so there family members and people could see it. So we had that ceremony actually on Veterans Fratern's Day back day. in November because it was actually 73 years to the day. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the, 11, the reason why 000, 1,100 was important,
2: yeah. when they were killed that day, all they did was come down from their base in Kwanzaa Point, Rhode Island, to an airport in New Jersey, Caldwell, New Jersey, to go see a football game in Yankee Stadium, uh, see Army versus Notre Dame. They must have went to the city that night. They met up at the airport in Caldwell, New Jersey. They met during the 11th hour on the 11th day of the 11th month. And I was able to prove it. They were a Mount Beacon, 1,100 feet up. Oh,
0: my, oh, my goodness. Gosh. Well, we're going to find out more about this fascinating story. Um, but we got to sneak a break in here right now. But stick with us. Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com.
4: Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website,
0: Welcome back, everyone. We're in the final segment of this edition of Radio Rotary, and I am joined by our producer sitting in for Jonah Treboisar, our regular co-host. So welcome again, and thank you, Kathy Kruger. Oh, you're welcome. She is the brains behind our operation, for sure. She's (laughs) being nice. she She and Jonah have brought to us David Rocco, who is a photo historian right here in the Hudson Valley. He's also written a book. We're going to recap a little bit about that and talk about this. Well, he's just fascinating, Kathy. Where do we want to start here in this segment?
1: review us a little bit about Mount Beacon, your book, and then get us into some of the other things you do, like taking pictures all over our Mid-Hudson Valley, up and down the river, Tappansey Bridge. You're just an amazing busy man.
2: Well, I've been fortunate uh, with the time and the talent and the people that I've met and the con- contacts and the network is the way to say it. Uh, I really enjoyed this going from the walkway to the Mount Beacon Fire Tower project to the Mount Beacon Eight, other things in between. Um, All
0: projects that you've been that you have participated um, in.
2: And people ask me why do I do this for these eight men, and I say, wait. Well, the walkway nice, but it's a bridge. The fire tower is nice; it's a fire tower. The dog park in Yorktown nice, but it's for dogs. But these are eight men—they're forgotten by everybody and unknown to most.
1: And, and, and review us again about those eight men and the two plane crashes. And the
2: two plane crashes in 1935. Um, Clinton Hart uh, was the. Uh, the passenger, and Lincoln Denton was the pilot. In uh, 1945, Dixie Kiefer was not the pilot, but he was Commodore Dixie Kiefer. Uh, Lloyd Hineson, Kohler, was the uh, co-pilot. Dr. Silinski, Clarence Hooper, and David Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Hans Kohler, actually. So it was just, the war was over. This was November 11th. Uh, it was Armistice Day at the time, and they were just coming down from New York C- City for an overnight on the way back to their base in Quantico Point, Rhode Island. And so the other remarkable thing is Mount Beacon, which got its name from the Beacon Fires for the Revolutionary War.
1: Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, right. this is good Be- to know. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Washington's headquarters was right across the river. So the patriots who were ever up there were supposed to warn Washington of the incoming ships up and down the river from the British from Manhattan. What is really remarkable is I found out Kwanzaa Point, Rhode Island, was our first Navy base during the Revolutionary War. Wow. In Rhode Island. Okay. So it was like Who this says
0: American history isn't interesting? It is. It is fascinating. The European yeah. historians, that's who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so getting back to all this. So your research, and it just became obvious to you as you, be, as you develop more of an interest that you were moved, David, to um, somehow memorialize these guys.
2: I just thought it was an honor and a duty, as well as a few other people. It's like with the Walkway Project, it's not always one person. I mean, people forget about Bill Seppi, who created the idea of the Walkway right. Project. Uh, we come down to the Fire Tower Project. There was other people before me. Same thing with the Mount Beacon A. There was other people before me. So I got into the mix and just help people along with these projects. And I have the abilities to reach certain people to help these things get done. So let's do it, because it's like a team project.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and now we have—you're honoring these men, and you've written a book.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, I took a chance. I wrote to Don Keefe uh, after I read two of his books, and I told him about what I had been doing with generalities. And the next morning, he wrote back to me. He said, I like everything, but you have to give me a little bit more than this. Don't be afraid if I'm going to steal your idea. I have just too much going on. Now I really know much about his background, but he's written 35 books. And one of these books has been turned into a movie, which came out last fall. It was called Hunter Killer. Okay. It starred Gerard Butler and Gary Oldman. Oh,
0: I know it. Oh, I like Gary Oldman. Yeah. Okay, I, I yeah. thought it was a great movie. Yeah. I wasn't so, biased, but I thought it was a good movie. Don Keith, this um, the book is entitled, your book is entitled, The Instructible, Indestructible, Indestructible Man, yeah. <laughs> The True Story of World War II Hero Captain Dixie, um, co-authored by Don Keith and David Rocco. It's available on Aaron Press or EP Press or? Amazon. Amazon. There you go.
2: So when I sent down all my material, we agreed to do the deal. Five weeks later, he sent me back the first five chapters. And after I read the first chapter, I knew I got it right because there was no way I was going to be able to write like him. And I was glad I put it in the hands of somebody that could tell the story the right way.
1: And that's all. Did he finish the book then? Shortly after that, or
2: well, I, like I said, I have four years worth of research. I sent him four hundred sheets of a paper that I copied. Things on my down, on my hard drive downloaded to him. Um, so I uh, didn't expect him to write that quickly. But he we did. we met yeah. like uh, by email, uh, in the middle of January of 2017. Uh, the um, book. Was published by July 1st of 2017. Four months later, five oh months boy, later. Oh
1: boy, that is a quick That's turnaround. Vast. I got to yeah. tell you. And then, and now, since the book, tell us what what other work you've done.
2: Uh, this the photography work of the uh, yes. Tappan Zee Bridge. Now I followed that project since uh, July of 2013. It's pretty much in my backyard in Westchester County. This was a moment, an opportunity to uh, follow history right before our eyes, and uh, pretty much covered all the big landmark, uh, moments of the project, um, from start to finish, and, uh, hopefully, um, you know, keep doing it, because the project's almost over. We were given a bonus about a month ago when it had to, uh, demolish with uh, explosives, uh, part of the old bridge. So I was on the waterfront. I, I captured those moments as the well as a couple thousand other people.
1: Oh, cool. Okay,
0: really. Yeah, it yeah. was a
2: it was a great moment. I became friends with some landowner, a property owner, south of the bridge, about a year ago. So this was long before we even knew about this moment, and it was just fantastic to be able to use their property to get this moment because everybody else had to deal with trees and wires and poles. Sounds
0: like you were in the crow's nest. (laughs) You had a really good spot.
2: Well, I was in such a good spot that when the blast happened, seconds after the blast, my hat went back.
1: Wow, Wow. that's a little too close as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) But you've captured
0: this. Yes. And is this part of your exhibit that's at the library? And what library is Uh, it?
2: uh, The White Plains Library, 100 Martina Avenue, which is in the heart of downtown White Plains. Uh, That particular moment, I broke up with six shots. Okay. 27 by 40-inch photographs. So it's these Seconds before the uh, explosion, I caught captured the explosion halfway down just as it touches the water, the big splash in the river, and then the calm after the uh, smoke cleared. Oh so it was uh, got a lot of comments about that already. Compliments, yeah. actually.
1: I, I mean, I'm holding this picture too of um, some tugboats that you took pictures of. This says that the, this is one of 10,000 plus photos that you have taken of the mid Hudson region, the, the, the river. Well, right?
2: that's the Tappan sea Bridge project. We're,
1: oh, this is all Tappan sea Bridge. It's so of right, ten we're pictures. on radio, so
0: people don't yes, have the know, opportunity so to, to see them. But, but you can. they can go yes. to the library, the White Plains Library. And how long will the exhibit be up, David?
2: It'll be up until March 22nd. I'm going to have an opening reception on Saturday, March 2nd. They okay. can go to the library every day of the week if they want. I think Monday to Thursday, it's from 10 to 9, Friday 10 to 6, Saturday 10 to 5, Sunday 1 to 4.
0: So we're talking to David Rocco, who is a photo historian right here in the Hudson Valley. Um, You have a wonderful exhibit up that we just said at the White Plains Library. You've co-authored a book. Um, You have a lot of interest. You've been involved in many community uh, projects. Um, What's next? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, between the PowerPoint presentations I give about the indestructible man and the uh, the exhibits with the Tapistry Bridge project, that's can be pretty busy. And of course, you want to talk about children. I have four grandchildren, so that keeps me a little busier as well.
0: All you people and the grandparents. I know. Really? Yeah. They (laughs) do keep us well.
1: They do keep you hopping. Tell us a little bit about your powerpoints. You do those at the library too, or where do you do?
2: I've done it at uh, local libraries, uh, historical societies, veterans' organizations, and I was even invited last spring up the FDR Museum, Presidential Library Museum, and I spoke there as well.
1: So, if someone wanted to get a hold of you to have a PowerPoint presentation, how would they find you?
2: I can give you my phone number if you want and my email address. Uh, My phone number is 914 819 8792. My email address is Coyote Rock, C O Y O T E R O C, at Verizon.net.
1: And say that again
2: (laughs) Coyote Rock at Verizon.net.
1: So that if anybody wants to hear about your amazing work and see your PowerPoints, you'd come out and do that for them. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, part of the goal is obviously to sell the book. Right. We like to sell more books. And whatever money I make on the book, which is very little, I give it to the memorial fund because we're still trying to raise money for the plaques. Uh, at the town of Fishco. Um we have only seven hundred dollars to go. Okay, but we almost reached our goal, and I, you know, I think a few hundred dollars more. I think people want to help out. That'd be great. If and not,
1: if, if they wanted to give a donation, how would they do that? Same. Uh, they can
2: reach me by email, then I can give them my private address.
1: Okay, that's
0: it's just amazing. It is. I have one quick question before we close because we got to wrap it up. And David, you're going to have to come back, David Rocco, who's a, a photo historian. This has been fascinating. Um, are are the 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 photo that are on exhibit at the White Plains Library. Are they for sale? Are they all uh, your Oh, yes, your for okay. Sale. Okay. they are. Okay. They are all right. Well, sale. we want to get that out there. Yes. But in the meantime, I have to say thank you for being here. Yes, thank you, thank Kathy you Kruger, so much, much for pitch hitting well, for, um, for Jonah. Jonah yeah. And we need to thank our sponsors um, Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark Mid Hudson Addiction Recovery Center, Norman Staffing, Poughkeepsie Nissan, and the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffolk, Wellkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, and Kathy Kruger and Jay Verzi, our wizard engineer, um, we are thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, Radio radiorotary.org.
3: This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, The Mark Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Adam Roach at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Dutchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families.
4: It's Safe Haven's 5th Annual Live and Silent Auction, March 23rd, 2019, from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Mill Street Caterers, 17 Route 376, Hopewell Junction, New York. A delicious buffet is included with your $35 admission. So please send your check to Safe Haven Animal Shelter, Post Office Box 596, Hopewell Junction, New York, 12533. That's Safe Haven Animal Shelter, P.O. Box 596, Hopewell Junction, New York, 12533.